Boys in the Huddle Podcast. It's Ricky Trey and Doe back for another episode. And we got the original trio in the building. It's been a little while since the, it's been a little the, the while, man. Ricky Trey the, the, the and Doe. Since hey. Ricky Trey and Doe actually been in the building. What's going on, fellas? Ain't nothing, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? Out here trying to stay safe. That's all. You know what I mean? Hide your wife, hide your kids. <laughs> hide your wife, hide your kids. Where's that nigga at? <laughs> out there giving away um, another I'm virus. Still... <laughs> <laughs> out there giving out a different virus <laughs> that we're not going to talk about I'm today. Still hiding from him. Still hiding from him, though. He may He's a real threat. <laughs> he might be a real threat. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, we're back. Had a few different uh, episodes since the trio has has been disbanded, so to speak. Not really, but you know, we did the Alec Burke. Shout outs to him. Shout out to Jamal Henderson, our boxing es- expert, for hopping on. So uh, we appreciate all that. But the core of the huddle is here. This is going to be Yo. an exciting episode, as always. No doubt. Indeed, let's get to it. A lot going on, fellas, man. A lot going on, but not a lot going on. Coronavirus. How about that? Mm. Cardi B actually had a nice little (laughs) skin on Instagram. Coronavirus. It's crazy. I don't know if it's really crazy, if there's overreaction, but we're not doctors, so we're not going to try to speculate or assume but all the sporting events Force have been canceled. You know, mm-hmm. the, the core of this podcast is in jeopardy because there's not a ton for us to talk about. But at the same time, there's a ton for us to talk about. <sighs> Shit. Well, so first we got to start off with the NBA. Postpone their season. No March Madness this year. Crazy. How much money's lost in Vegas for that? How many billions workplaces billions are upset? Tons mm. of money lost. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna we're gonna try to figure some of this out, boys in the huddle style. What do y'all feel about the cancellation of the tournament and the postponement of the NBA season, as well as NHL? Even MLB is thinking of pushing things back. It's kind of what we got to do, right? It, it is. Yeah. You know, at, at this point, it's a it's a national uh, it's a national emergency. Um, this thing is spreading like wildfire. Um, so you know, I think I think the NBA they took a very bold step in being the first to 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 squash it and say, hey, look, you know, we know there's a lot of money on the table, but the health of of our employees um, is is a lot more. Uh, important than than bringing fans into the stands. There's probably a liability issue there, also that played a role in it. Right. Um, but I, I I definitely have to say major kudos to the NBA for being the first to step up and say, hey, look, you know, we're we're stopping this because after they did it, all of the chips fell, not just in sports but around the world after that. So right. I I think major kudos to the NBA for that. And what it yeah. took was yeah. Rudy Gobert. Yep being kind of the first major figure to come down with the virus. And then it transferred to his teammate, Donovan Mitchell. Also Tom Hanks and his wife, we learned Idris Elba today caught it as well. 
But Rudy Gobert was kind of the first person. A lot of people were upset about the way he was behaving before it was confirmed. If you were Rudy's teammate, would you need a fair one once the virus passed? Would you want this fair one with Rudy? <laughs> nah. You don't want the fair I one think, with Rudy? Um, You're acting like a bitch right world. now, Teddy. That nigga's like, that nigga's like seven five. But um, but nah, I think I, I see people, a lot of people reporting that. But I don't know exactly what he was doing. But I, I assume he did not know he had that. And you know what I mean? I think if he if had he had known that, I'm pretty sure I'm assuming he wouldn't have behaved inappropriately or whatever. I don't even know really what he actually was doing. I don't know if he was touching stuff or whatever. Well, after, after the on. press conference, he was touching all the mics oddly. Yeah, like, and then that. they said in the locker room, he was like doing a lot of crazy shit, hugging people and touching everybody's stuff. It, it seemed a little strange. And then a well, day I mean, later, you got it. I don't, I don't know. Well, separate from the coronavirus, you shouldn't be having Rudy Gobert, any dude touching you or whatever. whatever. It just sounds funny. Like, you shouldn't be, that shouldn't happen, period. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but he, like, like you said, he's fucking 7'5", and he's fucking forcing himself when you pause <laughs> what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you supposed to hold him down and box him out. Like, like, like. And like he's spreading the virus. I think you want to mention that, but, it, it, hey, but if, if he's doing that, then he's spreading the virus still. There's nothing you can do about it. He was out of pocket. There's no way around that. Yeah, he definitely. He was out of pocket. Definitely out of pocket. But the weird thing is, neither one of them, even though they tested positive, still haven't had any symptoms. They came out saying they feel fine. So I think that, you know, if you're a Mm -hmm. healthy person, it's a possibility you can carry the virus for a certain amount of time and not actually uh, feel ill or go through any of the symptoms. So... It's interesting. Nobody still knows exactly what's going on and everybody has to take precautions and, you know, be as safe as possible, social distancing. But it's it's a bummer not having the March Madness. Um, We're going to get into a little bit of that later in the Sucker OG move. Um, And it's just a little bit of disappointing having the NBA season delayed. Um, But one thing that we did see was Mark Cuban came out and he's going to take care of the arena workers. They've already done the math of what he said, and they're going to put something together to take care of the arena workers. He started a trend for athletes and other owners to come out and say they're going to do the same. But now we're hearing this may go into June, where the NBA doesn't resume until mid to late June, which at the same time would be great. You can go to a regular season game in the middle of the summer, or the start of summer, I'm all for that. And I think this is what the NBA is maybe trying to test because there have been rumors that the NBA actually wants to maybe move their season from December to August, which to me would make a ton of sense because after the NBA Finals, that might be the deadest time of the year when it comes to sports. So if the NBA can now... (laughs) take over the summer because baseball is cool it's great to go to a game if you want to go to the ballpark but nobody's really paying attention 
I think that would be absolutely the right thing for the NBA to do if they made the season start in December. And push I agree. August. I agree. Yeah, they put, if they do that, then they're not fighting with not fighting with the NFL because that's that's not a, 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 a fight that they can win. They don't win it. Um, right. So so it allows the NFL to have its time in the spotlight, um, and it allows the NBA to you know for for the the dog days of summer, as as teams are you know bullshitting in baseball um, to figure out what they're going to do for the rest of the year. It has a spotlight on the NBA. So right. if the NBA were to do that, right. that would be uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that it would be might awesome. hurt the little niggas in the Little League World Series, which we are very passionate about. So disrupting the Little League World Series might be a problem. So we're going to have to figure that out. We're going to have to figure yeah, that out. Think, a couple of weeks. I'm just yeah, saying. I think, um, Y'all think players will go for that though? They have to give up their summer. Mm. That's a good. That's a good. I didn't think about that. You know, that's a player driven, driven players driven. I guess it's economic. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Didn't think about that. That's a very good point. I don't know. That's something that we'll have to see. But I mean, football gives up theirs. Baseball gives up theirs. It's not like they'd be the only ones. In professional sports. So, I don't know. I think that the fans would enjoy it more. I think there would be uh, more of a positive reaction if I can go to a game in a, in June. You know, with my shorts on and my hat and t-shirt. That's, that's, I think that's pretty much an ideal situation. And air conditioning. You know what I mean? Like, we go to a baseball game. It's great to be out there. But it'd be hot as a motherfucker. <laughs> Be sweating our asses off. Right. So, I think it would be. Um, I think it would be a good idea. But one thing I do want to mention is, and what I want to see what y'all think about this. Spencer Dinwiddie came up with a very creative idea for this season. There's no March Madness. Creating a 28 team tournament in the NBA to get its champion for 2020. I'm with it. What do y'all think? Brooklyn Nets must be on a losing streak. Is he trying to find a way to get in there? <laughs> the Nets are going to get in. So I don't think that's the case. The Nets, are, you know, in the East, they're going to probably get in. But we're talking about a 28 team, one game elimination tournament style in the NBA to get their crowned champion. For this year, I think that shit is dope, personally. And you know what? To that point, that's I think that's kind of somewhat in line with what Adam Silver was talking about, about the in-season tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, so so Spencer Dinwiddie, I don't know, you know, uh, Dinwiddie, I don't know exactly how much of that was his, um, totally his own idea, but I think that with everything going on, if there's a time to test anything out, it's which now. is what Silver right. was talking about doing. Now is the time to do it. Exactly. Now is the time. And you know what, what it is. does is it gets you closer to it gets you closer to something like the like the All Star Game or like the basketball tournament TBT, which I mean TBT kind of came out of nowhere. And, and when they put the tournament on, you know, there's there's TBT. so many people that are interested. What are you talking about? 
the basketball tournament that they put on. Where they have like uh you know, they'll have like the Ohio State team, a bunch of guys that played oh, at Ohio. They do State. Typically in the summertime with the alumni. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the uh they had the the the, the, the uh team Hines, which was a team that was out of Sicklerville, um, you know, with, with some guys from here. And and I think actually I think that they've they've always gotten very close to mm. winning it if they didn't win it this year. So I say all that to say that Spencer Dinwiddie is win. definitely on to something, and now would be the time to do it based on everything that's going around. Well, I saw so, what he yeah, said, the former um, director of player administration or some shit like that, reached out to him to learn mm-hmm. more about what he was thinking. So I think it's a possibility and I would be all for it. If you're talking about tournament style, 28 teams, tournament style, one and done, in the NBA, I'm all for it. You can fuck around and have the Suns make it to, to, to the Sweet 16, you know, figure, you know, however it would shape up in this format. Elite right. 8 or whatever. I mean, I, I that would be, that would be exciting to watch, personally. I'm hoping it happens. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that would be that would be cool. It definitely would um it would kill all of that load management and players resting and it would kill all of that. Um you know, and, and when teams are getting getting swept and they're able to benefit from resting for the next team, yeah. I mean there would be some benefits some benefits to that. And how do we know watch. how teams are gonna come back to be able to try to continue a regular season? And then compete in the playoffs. Like we just, we just don't know. I think this is a good right. middle ground to that, and I'm all for it. Spencer Dinwiddie's a smart nigga. Like we've seen him do a lot of things. I've seen him speak about shoe deals and um, um, cryptocurrency and how he gets paid. Like he ain't, he's no idiot. For him to come up with this, you got to take heed to it, and you got to maybe see what he's really thinking about to maybe implement something like this. I'm for it. Sixers will probably get bounced in the first round, but I'm for it. We're going to get into that in a minute. But let's, yeah. let's, we're going to move on in a second. But what do you think about they're saying that the NBA probably won't resume until June. A lot of these owners have said that they're going to support the arena workers through March. People like Mark Cuban have kind of stated that they're going to continue to support no matter what. But as we get through March, clearly they announced today this is probably going to happen until June. Do you think that these owners are responsible for taking care of the hourly workers that support their business? What I think is... um... I think that that's that's very noble. I think I think that you know, Mark Cuban's track record speaks for itself. Mark Cuban is 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 a man of the people. Um, he's 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 very in tune for someone to have the the bank role that he has. I think he's very in tune, um, and I think he understands you know that 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 ship doesn't sail unless you have those people that are that are holding it at the bottom. Um, you know, and, and, and it's a good thing that, that there are people out here that are right. following But suit. do you think it's the responsibility of the owners to take care of these people? Yes or no? Uh I I I'd say yes. I, I, I think I think it I think it 
on paper, it's their responsibility. It is on paper. It's their responsibility. Why? Because uh, uh, that that leads to great morale. You know, that that leads to great morale. You think um, these billionaire motherfuckers give a shit about morale? Let's keep it real. Morale can't be a part of the equation here. Well, it, it can. It can if you're a good owner. And at the, at the cusp of that, you have to be a good person. So it, it comes out of the it comes out of the morale business, I guess, and uh, it it comes down to who you are as a person. Is I it think it comes down to that. You see, that's 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 the point that you make there. Two different things. Two different things. Yeah. Of course, it yeah. comes down to the type of person that you are, Mark Cuban, and we've seen time and time again, who is debated about running for president. I think he could win at some point. I'd vote for him based on. The fact that we know who he is as a person. The core of Mark right. Cuban, we don't have to question. We know who he is as a person. Right. Whatever he has as far as policy and things like that, we'd have to figure out. But we know who he is as a person. So mm-hmm. he would get my vote today. We'll figure Agreed. the rest yeah, out yeah. later. But is it his responsibility? That's debatable. Right. That's definitely right. debatable. It, yeah. And morale has really nothing to do with what a a man or with a business person about money. That's the last yeah. thing that they're thinking about. But go ahead. Agreed. Dave. Agreed. Because it comes down to the bottom line. I'll tell you what you think. No, I think I, the word responsibility is the thing that I, to that my answer is no, but. From a from a from a moral point of view and everything you were saying, Ron, like is it like a good thing to do? And is it beneficial to him long term by showing he's invested with the people? I think it probably makes good business sense to pay for it. A lot of these companies are also going to probably qualify for some sort of business interruption insurance from from this disruption. So I really think they're all probably going to share in some of the benefits that they'll get from insurance claims to then probably pass down to a lot of these employees, which I think is the right, the right thing to do. I was happy to see a lot of these owners. Um, so I think when two text the other day, I didn't know it was a couple of owners that were finally stepping up. I heard about Mark Cuban and a couple others, but I kept seeing headlines about, you know, a lot of these players stepping up to help these employees. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. But like, you ain't doing nothing but helping the owner's pockets. Like let them let them join you in doing that because it's their bottom line. You well, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like think, you might be Yeah. Go ahead. So anyway, I, yeah, I was just saying, um, that was all I was saying. I was just happy to see some owners stepping in. I think responsibility, no, but it's the right I think it's the right it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I think a lot of what Mark Cuban spearheaded this, he's the one that kind of created this chain reaction where others felt the need to join in. So shout out to Mark Cuban for sure. But to the point you're making is we saw Giannis come out and say he's going to donate 100000 We saw Zion say that he was going to donate 100000 Now, mind you, Zion hasn't gotten any kind of truly big deal yet. We can say 100000 means... A lot to him. Giannis, I don't think he's gotten a huge deal just yet. Where a hundred thousand, it's not a it's not a small chunk of change. But 
to to no, to my to knowledge, we haven't we haven't heard the owners of the Milwaukee Bucks or the New Orleans Pelicans say that they're going to join in. Now, Kevin Love said that he was going to put a hundred thousand. People can say a lot about Dan Gilbert. He said that he was going to come in and come up with a plan to support. We have not heard that from the Pelicans, which traditionally we've heard is a poorly run organization. I don't know too much about the Milwaukee Bucks, but I would have thought we would have heard the owner would have came in and said, we're going to step up and we're going to come up with a plan as well. Maybe he has, but I just haven't heard it yet. Yeah, no, I think I haven't seen that seen that either. I'm not sure. I think Gobert was another one that came up. I think he might have said 500000 or something like that. He was going to. Yeah, he did. Well, I think his 500 was toward, yeah, towards, uh, towards relief efforts. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Rudy well, Gobert yeah, from that standpoint. Okay. We do want to mention that. He did say he was going to put 500000 to relief efforts. I think he's doing something for uh, Europe as well. A hundred thousand euros. So he, he has apologized. He has come out and said that he's remorseful for his actions. So we do want to recognize that as well. Right. Um, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, he's another one uh, that's donating a hundred thousand to uh, to uh, Mayo Clinic. Um, you know, so so there are various stars across. He the should league. probably focus on um, donating a hundred thousand to the bitch assness fund. <laughs> But we're not going to harbor too much into that. <laughs> Shout out to Carl uh-huh. Anthony Towns for that. But focus on the bitchassness.org and donate and, and there. Just, just, and just for clarification on, a, on, on the note as far as the Pelican's owner, uh, quick little bit of research. Um, their owner started a million-dollar fund for New Orleans. Um, which will help fix affected workers in the okay. New Orleans area. Okay. So, yeah, a lot of information yeah, is uh, unclear. So I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. you did that because we yeah. don't want to mislead anybody. A lot of information still coming in, and definitely we're we're happy to hear that because we heard a lot of negative things about that owner for a long time. So it's it's glad to hear yeah. that they're going to chip in and do what they need to do. But we're going to move on to the NFL, man. Uh, hopefully we get the NBA back this season. Uh, hopefully we get to see everything through. And I would love to see that tournament. Fuck the rest of the season, the playoffs, all that shit. 2018 playoff. And maybe this changes things for years to come. We'll see. I'm all for it. But we're going to move on to the NFL. The CB- yeah, go ahead. I was saying in the short term, though, I am hopeful that they do resume and we do see a playoff this summer. I think Gilbert Arena, somebody made this point online, but like all these players are able to rest up, especially some of these vets with these injuries, you might get the best quality of basketball from a playoff standpoint if they're able to resume and all this time. Yeah, but let's keep it real. Not everybody has the Mamba mentality. Some of these niggas is going to be in the strip club eating cheesesteaks Drinking Hennessy with your man Shannon Sharp. Oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't actually drink Hennessy, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> He's also a part of bitchasses.org. Donate, please. <laughs> Y'all don't know. I got attacked about two weeks ago. 
coming at Shannon Sharp. And I got attacked on Instagram. But we're not going to get into that either. But fuck him. Uncle Tom coon ass nigga. Moving along. <laughs> NFL. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> NFL. Just signed the new CBA for the next 10 years. And we found out a lot. A lot has happened in the past 24 hours. So they signed this new deal. So now we're getting a 17-game season starting in 2021. 14 teams will now make the playoffs, which will start in 2020. Only one team now gets a bye. I call that the Jerry Jones rule because he wants to make sure his team isn't consistently being left out year in and year out. So now one team from each conference is now going to make the playoffs. So I'm calling that the Jerry Jones rule because the Cowboys are always one game out of being in. So I think that has a lot to do with him and his team. No longer would players be suspended for marijuana. So if you test positive for a marijuana test, no longer will you be suspended. I hope that's retroactive. And then now we see more players on the practice team as well as uh, mandatory minimums for some of those contracts. And then there's only one tag now allowed per team. So before you had the franchise tag along with the transition tag. So there's been a lot of different changes. There was a lot of dispute over if the players should sign this CBA or not. Apparently, they got $5 billion or so in the TV rights where some were fighting for double that, $10, million, $10 billion. What are your thoughts on signing the CBA? Some of the changes. Now we have an additional game. Now we have a, an additional team in the playoffs. Excited. Not a big deal. What are the thoughts? I mean, from what I, I'm still catching up on it too, but I think the big, the big thing that I've seen is, 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 you know, owners have all the leverage, right? Cause they're negotiating, you know, amongst how, how, how was 30 teams in the league or whatever. It's, it's, it's 30 owners and there's like thousands of players, right? So trying to 32 get teams? players, 32 teams. Yeah, so you got 32 owners negotiating real business terms over the next 10 years, or in this case, it's actually, uh, yeah, like next 10 years. And you got a thousand and something players, and you got young players, and you got old players. So everybody's going to have a different opinion. I think the consensus is it was a pretty close vote, you know, from the player side, where I think older players, that are kind of at the end of their career, they might not be as willing to play that additional game. I think some people out there I saw say, I would have loved to have seen them negotiate for an additional bye week. I don't know exactly how that how that would have worked with adding an additional game, but you know that was something I've seen some people comment on. So, but the, and then there was like 500 or, some, or 600 players that did not vote, which I don't really understand why you wouldn't vote on, on, on such a serious issue. And so I think you, you, I think it just shows that the owners have all all the leverage in the NFL when it comes to business, just because the players are just 
so disorganized and no one has like an alignment of interest. Everybody's kind of voting. And you know, not to cut you off, but it's difficult when you're talking about similar to what we've said in the past about um, boycotting the NFL because of the Kaepernick situation. It's hard to get people to be united. So you're talking yep. about a lot of these players who aren't multi-millionaires that are looking for that minimum to be raised because they might have three or four years in the league. And now it goes from 300,000 to 600,000. You got a lot right. of those guys ready to jump on top of that. And that's understandable. So it, it's difficult to get everybody on one accord when you have so many people living various lifestyles. Right. You know? Right. Right. There's, right. there's not one thing that affects one player. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different factions where, you know, well, this affects me great here, but maybe this doesn't do so well for me. So, yeah. Exactly. I think, and I think where I was going. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you got it. You got it. I, I was going to say where I was going with that is it just it just proves out, um, and and I like the Kaepernick point. It just proves out when it comes with the NFL, it's impossible to please everybody. So no matter yeah. what deal, whether whether they whether they tried to get a, a better deal and didn't negotiate, didn't agree to this one and got a better deal, a sweeter deal later down the road, they're still going to be some some fraction of players that are still unhappy, and I think that the NFL owners calculate all of that. But let, let, to that point, to that point, let me ask you this: Is it not far fetched or unrealistic for the NFLPA to say we're going to create a fund for the players that are on minimum contracts, which makes up more than half of the league? To where in these situations we'll be able to take care of them, because that's the only way you can say now we have true leadership and we're all going to follow whatever he says because they're taking care of us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the ins and outs of it, but is it unrealistic to put something and organize something like that? Because that's the only way you're going to be I... able to have a, 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 a true. Uh, union so to speak have everybody mm-hmm. on one accord and follow whatever the leadership is proposing yeah i think um i think the idea is great but the hard part of that question is where's the money coming from does it come with more of the higher paid athletes taking a little bit of cut to to, to, to source the money to feed that fund like the owners aren't going to be willing to Put additional money, right? In right. that, in that, in that fund to feed those players. So, so it's all about again. It's all about what are the players willing to sacrifice? Let me ask you, you this: know, If they, they created the a nonprofit, <laughs> each player association leader of the team, so to speak, do you think fans would donate to that or no? Hmm. Maybe. I think possibly. Yeah, possibly. I think it it, it 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 depends, man. It just I think anything is possible for the idea that that you're proposing. I think if the best outcome would be if the players put up some money for it and the owners put up some money for it. But 
So it's kind of a joint investment, but you know, I think it, it's, it's possible, but it comes, it's not going to come without sacrifice. Mm. I mean, that's the only way you're going to be able to get everybody together is to make sure the guys that I wouldn't say live in check to check, but in, in this scenario, let's say they are because if their career is over in two or three years, they have to know that they're being taken care of. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's something that could work if they said, okay, we're going to follow your lead because we know we're going to be taken care of either way. And we can help the greater good in this process. I think that's the only way that it, maybe you can get everybody together on one accord to figure these things out because it seems like it was pretty divided. You know, it wasn't a runaway to come to an agreement on this CBA. Yeah, it was super close. Um, but Ron, what you think? I think it's hard for, to ask a player that has, um, that has earned his worth to put money back for players that haven't yet done so. No, that's why it would have to come from the fans. I would, I'm recommending a fund set up by every team has a representative, and they can lead the charge yep. to raise funds for the next 10 years where now we may have to go to bat with these owners again. Mm -hmm. You're our sixth man. We want you to join us. I think it could be done. Oh, you said the fans? Yeah, they, they, you can set up a fund where the fans are now donating over the next 10 years a fund for this particular situation. Yeah, I wouldn't give a dime, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't see fans doing but there's that. But there's, there's tens of millions of people that probably would. I, I don't I don't foresee that happening, um, especially when you have when you have college kids that bring in billions of dollars and, and they're not getting any money. I know that there's something in the works for it now, but you know, uh, a hardworking guy, right, that's trying to take care of a family. I'm not donating to millionaires. I, I, I'm I saying a lot of that. these guys and, and, aren't millionaires, though. This is specifically for guys that are making under that. These are specifically for guys that are making the minimum to where they can be taken care of during these times if they have to play hardball with the owners. I think you might get well, a few yeah, people. But that's their fight. Yeah. I don't think so. Too, I don't think you so. Might I think that's you, their fight. That if you donate fight. $10, if you get a bunch of people to donate $10 from each organization, the fans of those organizations, that adds up. I think you could see that. Yeah, but why would I donate to them where if they had the same exact thing in place for NCAA, I'd much rather donate to them? Because they haven't set it up. And you can't donate to them because the players can't receive the money. You can donate to I'm them all you want. Well, yeah, but again, I'm, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find uh, a, major, a major faction of the United States that's going to donate to the NFL players. I, I don't even think that that's feasible at all. I disagree. I think we have diehard. I think, die I think we have diehard Eagles fans. I think that's laughable. I don't think it's laughable at all. 
We have diehard Eagles fans. If you say we need $10 from you, that's going to add up, especially over the 10-year span when the next CBA is up. I and think it's very is, much well, – uh, No, what I'm going to say is owner – well, owner, well, then take $10 out of my ticket, and you go ahead and take it and you donate it then. I'm not taking $10 out of my money to donate to them. You want to donate, then you take it out of the ticket prices that you're that you're bringing in. This I'm isn't coming from you. the owners. This is coming from the NFLPA. So it would have to be a player-led fund that would support this. This wouldn't come from well, the well, NFL. So well, speak. again, I think that that is. I think, I think that is silly. I don't. I don't, I don't see. I don't see anybody doing that. Like on, I, I don't see that at all. I, I don't. It doesn't even make sense to me. I, I disagree. I would give $10 a year over the next 10 years to support that. That ain't shit. Why not? Well, for all the reasons I just stated, no. No, I don't I don't think that would happen at all. I think it, I think it could. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you hear a lot of people complaining about the cost of food and the cost of beer and the cost of tickets. I think uh, depending on how they market that, that's going to be a hard. Are you going to spend ten dollars on a case of beer to watch the Eagles? Are you going to spend ten dollars or more for apparel for the Eagles? Are you going to spend ten dollars or more to buy a ticket for the Eagles? Do you not have ten dollars yes. to spare to donate to a fund like that? That's going to support oh, your team. Yeah, but 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 too, you're making it. This is the flaw in the argument, though. You're making it about the Eagles, but you're talking about fund for a pool of players that play multiple teams. This would have to I'm saying this has to be player led by the representative of each team. Every every team has a representative. Every team has a fan base. Yeah, but they would have to be equal in fairness and how they would be able to distribute those funds to those players. You couldn't give like Eagles fundraising a benefit, more of a benefit than like, I don't know, Miami Dolphins fundraising after like, you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't be able to do it. Each team raises the money, but then it becomes a pool of money for everybody. That's just my thought. Maybe I'm crazy. But I also, I also raise money for the uh, players. Let the niggas go out there and go sell Girl Scout cookies in front of the Acme. I'm not giving you money for that. <laughs> no, but I don't. But but I donate to the hurricane reliefs and things like that. So I yeah, mean, that's if I, those are people that actually those are people that need it. You know where the money's going, and that. But but you know I also know. But I know. Sense. But I know. We don't know where the money's going in that sense. To be to be real. Well, we don't. But, but that's a totally different. Let's argument. also let's also let's also understand this. Let's also or you, of course I do that. Right. But let's also yeah, understand this. I know people that want practice squads making a hundred thousand a year, and once their time is up, now they're in a call center and they don't know what to do with their lives. I know but that route is well. Make sure that he's taken care of. If I'm a fan of a fucking franchise, which we're all Eagles fans, and I know that the people that are it might look good to say they make two, three hundred thousand. While it's, the getting is good. But if you know that that's going to run its course. And I'm going to continue to support this franchise and this league. 
And I say, okay, I want to try to support these guys so that they are able to get as much as they can while they're getting as good. I don't see anything wrong with that. Because I know people in those situations that might have had a few years in the league where the getting was good. Okay, yeah, I made two, three hundred thousand. And now you don't you don't know what to do with your life. That's the reality of most NFL players. Now, if you're thinking about the Aaron Rodgers of the world, if you're thinking about your king, Carson Wentz, then it's different. But the majority of the league is not getting it like that. I'm talking about supporting those guys. And if this is providing us, and we're without sports right now, right? If this is providing us the entertainment that we love and we enjoy, I think you could be able to galvanize the fan base to be able to support those guys. Just Are my you opinion. lobbying for a position? That's just, that's just my opinion. They would hire you. <laughs> they would hire you in no time. Just my opinion. Moving on to some of the activity that's been going on. We see that Ryan Tannehill got paid. We're seeing that Henry got franchised and running back for the Titans. Kirk Cousins got an extension. A lot of activity is, is, is taking place right now. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, we'll start there. A lot of people thought he might go to the Titans. Does Tom need to just hang it the fuck up? Is there <laughs> really any market for him at this point? I mean, he's 42 years old. Let's cut it out. But all of this right. greatest of all time, that's fine. But he's 42. Is it realistic to think that Tom Brady really is somebody that you should break the bank for? Because that's what he's looking for. He's took he's took discounts all of these years. He's taking discounts all of these years for the Patriots. And from what we know now, he's looking to cash out. Should Tom just hang it the fuck up? What team could he realistically go to and win a Super Bowl? next year have a chance to win the Super Bowl next year what team is that <laughs> we don't know one we don't know one this this the whole thing with Tom Brady leaving New England is 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 so silly to me like it it, it doesn't it, it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense the greatest quarterback of all time you've given 20 some odd years to to New England, right? Number 199 drafted or 198 or, or, or whatever it is. At the end of the day, I understand wanting to go out and see what the market, um, what your your what your market value is. At this point, I, I understand wanting to know that feeling. The reality is, there's nobody that is one quarterback away, right? Not to mention, he's never played outside of, of that system. Never played outside of that right. system. By all accounts, Tom Brady is slowing down. Tom Brady in any other uniform at 42, other than a Patriots uniform, is a mistake. And 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 the signing of Ryan Tannehill, I think, shows that. By Mr. Vrabel, who was his teammate, which seemingly would have made a ton of sense. He chose the pass. Right. Right. 
right. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Again, I get it from the standpoint of wanting to see what your worth is. Um, but I don't know if that's nothing more than a than a ploy to say, hey, look, doing this. There are people that want me. Um, let's go out here. You know, agents. What do agents do at, at this time of year? Agents do what they do best, which is float things out there. And at that point, once it's floated out there, this is nothing more than a bargaining chip for me to say, hey, look, this is what I'm worth. What can you do? Let's finish this thing out in New England. I think it's just that simple, especially, especially with the signing of Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Yeah, I think the only real place for him at this point is maybe with the Raiders because John Gruden would be someone that would collaborate with him. You right. know, I don't think a lot of other offensive coordinators are in a position to to do so. Mm-hmm. Um and John has always just worked well with older quarterbacks. That's kind of been his right. forte. So I could mm-hmm. see him going to the Raiders in Vegas, close to LA. If that doesn't work, then you gotta take your ass back to, to the Patriots. If they're willing to take you back. I don't I really don't think Belichick wants him back. I think Belichick is ready yeah. to move on. I think this whole thing and I purposely haven't paid too close of attention to it like over these last couple of months, but I think it's personal. I think it's a a thing between him and Belichick and both of them are out to prove that they can be successful without one another. And I just don't know who's Who's going to invest in, in Tom Brady to take the bet for that with him being 42? Um, only other team out there they keep mentioning, like you mentioned the Raiders. I've read something, a lot of reports about Tampa Bay. Um, so they don't know what they want to do as far as Jameis goes. But, I mean, that's not that interesting to me. Although, I mean, at least they got receivers out there. You know, they could definitely put some points on the board with them. I'm I'm actually curious though to see. I, I wouldn't be so. It's probably some other wild card team out there. Like I don't. Has Drew Brees officially said if he's going to play again? I keep seeing stuff about Bridgewater. You know they're thinking about bringing Bridgewater back, and I don't know if I've seen if Drew Brees is coming back yet. But I don't know. I would say New Orleans. He said he's coming back. He said he's coming back. He's yeah. definitely coming back. Yeah, he's coming back. Yeah. I, I know they're in they're in discussions, but Bridgewater um, is is debating going back as a backup. They're in discussions about doing that. Okay, I mean outside of outside of that, then the Bears maybe. But I mean, again, are any of these destinations? He ain't going to the Bears right Patriots. now. Giselle is not going yeah, to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck all. That. Well, she's in New Orleans. Uh, she's been in New England all this time, so maybe. But I don't. I don't. You never know. I haven't heard the Bears, so that's interesting. That wouldn't be a bad fit, though. It wouldn't be a bad fit. I mean, that now nah, that's what I'm saying. It's all only thing that's been out there. You know, the usual teams we talked about: Tampa, Oak, back to New England. But I feel like there might be that one other team that we don't know about. But absent absent that, I mean, he's got to go back to New England. But the real question, like you said, uh, uh, Tuss is. Does Belichick want him back or not? I keep hearing about the Patriots might be in the market to do something with the Bengals to get Andy Dalton or, you know, I don't know, Mariota's going to be out there. He's, they're probably up to something. I heard Mariota. I heard about Mariota. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't think, so I don't think Belichick wants him back. Robert Kraft 
most likely does. But I don't I don't I think Belichick that. is on board for it. I think I think the both of them want to prove they didn't need each other. And I think mm-hmm. ultimately I Belichick is the only one in position to prove that point. Tom is not. Right. Tom is not. I mean, yeah. if he yeah, was I, five I years younger, the, maybe, but not today. I would love to know what the genesis of that rift is with the two of them. Unless oh, it I, is solely for I, I think it's, of, it, it, it's the mostly. Jimmy G thing? I think it comes down to credit. I think any great competitor is going to have an ego. So it comes down mm-hmm. to did this happen because of you or because of me? Nobody can live right. with the fact that it was the both of us. Look, think about Kobe and Shaq. It was yeah. always a battle of is this because of you or is it because of me? Right. If right. You're, ego is a mother. If you're a competitor, you have to yeah, your ego is going to get in the way. And sometimes that's to your detriment. Sometimes you can figure some of that out. Kobe and Shaq were kind of able to figure some of that out. Because they both were able to win without each other, but they would have been even better together. But a mm-hmm. lot of great athletes who have that competitive spirit, it gets in the way, especially when you're young and you're ready to go. Right. But these are old motherfuckers ready to go, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Sean's going to get out there and get his head knocked off. <laughs> he probably will. Straight up. But we're going to do what we've never done up. before in the history of this podcast. We're going to talk about the damn Cowboys. Bitch-ass niggas. Oh, God. Why? Don't do it. But we got to talk about this Dak Prescott situation. And we didn't talk about how ESPN don't know what to talk about with no sports. But Fox Sports damn sure don't know what to talk about with no sports. Because all they talk about is LeBron James and Dak Prescott and the fucking Cowboys. So now, with no NBA... They say, oh, we can't just talk about the Cowboys and Dak, so we just got to cancel the damn show. ESPN and First Take is still going. Skipper Shannon had to cancel the shit because that's all they fucking talk about is LeBron James and Dak Prescott and the fucking Cowboys. It's not even an an exaggeration. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And now they had to fucking cancel the show. They talking about it because of the coronavirus, social distancing. First Take is still on. They're just doing it remote. Y'all motherfuckers don't talk about nothing but two damn things. And you didn't expect that the NFL was going to have a CBA agreement. If you knew about it, you'd just talk about Dak for three and a half hours. But we're going to do it for you, (laughs) you bitch-ass motherfuckers. You and your fucking uncle We're we're going to fix it into three minutes. We're not doing three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not going. We're going to do three, but not hours. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with the is, 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 is the are the Cowboys saying they don't believe in Dak Prescott? They franchise tagged him today. They don't want to give him the money. This is a la Kirk Cousins in D.C. So I don't mm-hmm, think it's a right. racial thing. They had Snoop Dogg on ESPN today saying it was because is it because he's black. I'm not going to go there. And for me not to go there, you know it's a real thing. Because he'd love to go there. <laughs> I would love to, right? <laughs> are we, are, are, let's keep it funky. Are we giving Dak that he's black pass? No. But he is black. 
he looks like it. So I don't want to go there either. Down. I don't want to go there either. Let's just talk about yeah, the not, fact that I'm not giving him that. <laughs> let's just talk about the fact that the Cowboys have not wanted to pay this guy after Carson Wentz got his hundred twenty-five, after Jared Goff got his hundred something, and he's been terrible ever since. Do you think mm-hmm. it's the fact that they've seen these quarterbacks get the money and not perform well? That is their reservation, or you think they really just don't believe in him? I think well, it's the, that's not uh, my fault. My God. No, just I think that it more so lies in the fact of they just didn't find something that they were comfortable in in paying them. I think they didn't find a number that that worked for them, and I think that they weren't comfortable in breaking the bank. Um, for for Dak Prescott, I think that's what it is. I think because you know with with these quarterbacks, you know that there is a number that you have to hit. That's the that's the hard part about being one of these NFL owners. I will say that as these as these fucking salaries skyrocket, there's a number that these agents want you to hit, and if you don't hit them, well, then it's almost like they're like, all right, well, fuck you, we're not signing anything. So I don't. I don't fault the Cowboys for saying, no, nah, you know what? Not comfortable with that number. So here's what I'm doing. Why? Because I'm able to do it. But I do think that it's based on the fact that they do not fully believe that Dak Prescott is 100% what's needed to take them to the promised land. I think that they think that there's some that they can put just about, I won't say just, I won't say anybody, but I think that there's a level of quarterback that they think can get back there and hand the ball off to Zeke. But Zeke, Zeke was so proven to not deserve the money that he got last year. So I don't I know if you can say that so. you can continue to hand the ball off to him. No, I don't think that's true. I think Zeke earned Zeke his money. didn't do shit last year. What did he really do? Please. Well, I'll before, have to find, I don't have numbers. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ted. Before we get into Zeke, though, we got to frame this right. So the Cowboys offered him a deal, right? They offered him, it was reported, I think, $33 million a year, right? And that would have been more than Wentz per year. That would have been right around Wentz and Jared Goff. I think Aaron Rodgers makes like 33 and a half, something like that. So there's only two more quarterbacks that would have made more than Dak Prescott. And that's Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger. So the question that the Cowboys have is, do you want to make that the highest paid quarterback in the league? Has he proven that? Right. And I think that's what's given them the hesitation. And I can they're respect willing to that. Pay him like, I can respect they're that. Willing to, and me too. Me, me too. I just want to make sure we frame that right because it, it was no hesitation from them from other contracts out there they compared what they offered him to what what Wentz got with the Eagles what what, what Kurt got with the Vikings what, what Goff got with the Rams and they gave him a, what they thought was a competitive offer what's been reported though is that that once you know, I've heard different numbers 36 a year 40 million a year I've heard like wild numbers and like if you're Jerry do you want to lock yourself in to someone that hasn't really had much playoff success yet, like a Russell Wilson or a Ben Roethlisberger or Aaron Rodgers. I think that is really the 
a dilemma. And that's where Snoop um, right. that's where Snoop sounded stupid because he was like, Well, they paid Tannehill and why won't they pay Dak? But Tannehill got sixty two million guaranteed. Dak is looking for twice that amount. You claim mm-hmm. to know about football, then why would you say some stupid shit like that? Right. If the Cowboys could get Dak to take sixty two million guaranteed, they'd sign him in a fucking heartbeat. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's different. Follow what's going on here. Or worry about your son that's dressing up as a woman in photo shoots. One of the two. Worry about something other than another team going on national television. Snoop is just the biggest flip-flopper of all time. I'm sorry. Snoop is annoying at this point. He just flip-flops on everything. The, the Gail King thing. He acts like that Pac was his best friend every chance he gets when we all know Pac wasn't even fucking with him and shit. <laughs> I'm just saying It's ridiculous Alright I see I see Shannon Sharp And, and Snoop Catching strays tonight I got you Whatever But Back to your point I think that They just don't believe In Dak Rightfully so mm-hmm. And we saw in the past What used to piss me off Was when um, Flacco wins The Super Bowl And now he's the highest Paid quarterback In the league Joe right. Flacco was a fucking bum. I wouldn't say he was he wasn't a bum. Let me correct myself on that. He but he had he no business. Bum, he had no business being the highest paid quarterback in the league. And everybody knew it. But they were like, all right, the market sets the price and his time is up. No. That's not how it should be. Just because you're a really good quarterback and now you're next up for a contract doesn't mean now you should make more than the last guy to me right. that's ridiculous right and that's what Dak Prescott right. is trying to get when he hasn't proven he why would come on why would anybody make you the highest paid quarterback in the league why it makes yeah. absolutely no sense and I love the mm-hmm. fact that the Cowboys are in this disarray that's perfectly fine with me but when we're just taking that franchise out of it, he hasn't proven he deserves to be in that category. Right. At all. Right. And, and what's the story with, um, and all this information came out today, so I don't know if y'all see it, but is Amari Cooper going to be a free agent or what's... Well, now we mentioned earlier, that, we mentioned seen? earlier that they only have, the Cowboys were hoping that they would have two tags the franchise tag, and the transition tag. But now since they've tagged Dak Prescott with the franchise tag, they don't have another tag to use on Amari. So either Mm -hmm. they got to make him the highest paid wide receiver in the league, which they may be willing to do, or somebody else may go ahead and do that. And it may be the Eagles. It potentially could be the Eagles, which... Mm I don't know how I feel about that to answer any question around that. But let's talk about some of the other activity that went on today. We saw, and I, I, I thought that Craig Bell made his way into the Houston front office when I saw Bay Watches, I'm talking about you. You my nigga, but you don't know how to make any kind of moves in fantasy football. So I thought that you made it to the Houston, to the Houston Texans office. When we saw DeAndre Hopkins got traded with David Johnson. 
what the fuck is going on out here? And how are we not a part of that conversation as the Philadelphia Eagles? How in the fucking world does DeAndre Hopkins get traded for fucking David Johnson, who's shot at this point? You Mm -hmm. might as well bring Brian Westbrook out of retirement and trade him. He's going to get the same results. And it might have been some draft picks involved or whatever, but it wasn't a ton of draft picks that were going to Houston to do this deal. You've now taken no. your number one weapon away from your young quarterback for a running back that is shot. Only thing I can think of is they really strongly believe, and I've heard this, this is a really deep class for wide receiver. And they have their target set on one of these young bucks that they're going to have to pay for the low. But how long is it going to take to develop that chemistry and to develop that athlete as a wide receiver altogether? I was shocked when I saw that shit. DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. What the fuck were y'all thinking? In the infamous words of Sonny Mack, uh, DeAndre Hopkins got traded for a fucking roll of toilet paper and some nachos. It's nuts. Well, Ooh, toilet paper is be... actually worth a lot right now. So, I mean, that's not. <laughs> toilet paper it actually. Ply, <laughs> it was one ply, too. It was it's one, one ply, ply, brother. That still is kind of worth ply. it right now. You can't, find, you can't you, even find that right now, but I get it. Yeah. I mean, again, there, there's no planet where, where this is even. Like, there, there's got to be something. The NFL should be fucking looking into this trade to see, yo, what's, go, what's going on here? There's something wrong here. What's collusion. going on? Because it made absolutely no – yeah, it made absolutely no sense. This is a fantasy football trade that would have got vetoed in two seconds. <laughs> exactly. Vetoed the shit out of it. might have shut down the league. people out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> throwing people yeah. out of the league left and right. Yeah, it made absolutely no sense. I think that – you know what I'm saying? Period. And that's it. Yeah, no, nothing nothing else to add. I mean, it's 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 that simple. Everything they said is it seems like Bill O'Brien is really kind of a prick, it sounds like. Every time so they did say that DeAndre wanted a new deal. So I think both of them are on similar contracts. Maybe it's a couple of years left with similar guaranteed money or something like that, they were saying. But that DeAndre wanted a new deal, and O'Brien wasn't for it. And, you know, when Clowney wanted a new deal, he wasn't for it. They traded mm. him too. So I, mm. I, it's, you got you get you get these you get these Belichick disciple type of dudes that mm-hmm. come from that pedigree, mm. so to speak. But then they think that they can act and behave like Belichick. Mm. But nah, this, right. shit, this, this, this shit is gonna this shit is gonna bite you. I feel bad mm. for. Uh, Sean Watson. Because yeah. um, who the fuck is he throwing to? I mean, he's still got Kenny Stills, I guess, and Will Fuller, who plays Will Fuller. about five. He plays, like, what, five games a year? You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be rough for him. <laughs> but it's going to be rough for them, man. We spent way too much time on this shit from what we planned. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this up real quick. The Eagles signed uh, defensive tackle Javon. Hargrave from the Steelers gave him a, a big chunk yeah. of money. I hit my man up who was a big Steelers fan. He said he's legit. So him next to uh, the big homie 
might make some sense that might cause some havoc so hopefully that was a good signing um i'm hearing rumors of brandon uh cooks Cooks. coming Mm -hmm. to the eagles on a trade i don't want no parts of that if you already got d jacks Mm -hmm. both of them have health issues you already got the same receiver why would brandon cooks be in discussion yeah he's a little bit younger but fuck him no we don't want no damn brandon cooks he can get the fuck out of concussion issues too a lot of concussion issues. Big V is no longer with the Eagles. We're gonna miss you, Big V. He just signed um, with the Lions, ten years. Excuse me, five years, fifty million. So no longer Big V with the Eagles. Uh, Eagles mm-hmm. had sights on uh, Byron Jones, cornerback yep. with the Cowboys. He recently signed with the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. So. Yeah. We'll see what the Eagles do. Um, a little disappointed in, in some of those rumors and moves. We also did sign um, Hassan Ridgeway to a one-year deal. So still some talks going on. We'll see what happens. We got to get Alshon out of the building, unfortunately. Um, I think that defensive tackle from the Steelers should be a good look. But, you know, we got to still continue to try to beef up that defense. But shout out to Big V, man. We're going to miss you. So now we're going to move on to the Sucker or OG Move segment. First one here. We got to talk about this one because it relates to the coronavirus. So recently, the senator of Florida, Joe Grutters, filed a motion on the floor that passed 37-2 to make a resolution that the Florida State Seminoles are now named the national champions of college basketball due to the absence of March Madness. Joe Grutters went to Florida State. (laughs) <laughs> he brought this bill as a resolution on the Senate floor. They passed it. And technically now, in 2020, Florida State are the national champions. Is that a sucker or OG move by Senator Joe Grutters? OG move. Fuck that. You take care of your own. <laughs> I'm in a position to do it. Guess what? We the champs need to go get a varsity jacket. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's an OG, OG move, move, nigga. Mm. Hell yeah, nigga. He in a position to do it? Fuck out of here, nigga. We the champs, dog. What's up? The Senate said so. Yeah, he's an OG mm. for that. Take Boogie with That's you hilarious. Got. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to say it's, you know what, Ron, you might have convinced me. I'm going to say it's an OG move only because if there's ever a time for Florida State basketball to get that type of shit off, it got to be when Duke and, and UNC are having a down year. So he's like, fuck that. Like, this shit ain't never going to happen again. We was number one <laughs> in the conference. But they but they were, they we were number one in the conference, but they were number four in the nation, just to clarify. Okay, okay. 
Well, shit, either way, that's probably... I can't think of a time Florida State's ever been good in basketball in our lifetime like that. They had Shouts to Charlie Ward. Shane. Cut it out. Shane, uh... What about uh, the, the kid? Shane Larkin, right? He went to Miami, nigga. Get it right. He went to Miami. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, Charlie and Charlie Ward was damn near 25, 30 years ago. I feel <laughs> I'm gonna give it an OG move, man. <laughs> you know what? This is this is um, unanimous. That's an OG move by him, but it's a sucker move if Florida actually tries to recognize that and receive it. OG move by the senator. I see your play. The Florida State actually wants to recognize that. That's some bullshit. Suck a move by them. Coach K gonna bust their ass next year for that. Oh, they gonna they gonna they gonna get it for that. If they want to accept that, they need to come out and say, "We appreciate the recognition, but we will not recognize this as a championship." Nigga, they not doing that. They giving them they ring. I would against Duke next year. I would. They're raising the banner. There's some suckers <laughs> if they actually try to recognize that shit. Suckers. Twenty twenty NCAA national champs. First game of the season against Duke. They're raising the banner, nigga. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm with it. Next OG one. Move. Apparently, Kevin Garnett is getting his jersey retired with the Boston Celtics. That's questionable within what? itself. <laughs> yes. They're retiring his jersey with the Celtics. They did get that championship after they organized that big three situation with Ray Allen and Pierce. It is what it is. But they're going to now retire his jersey as a Celtic. Which you can have your opinions on that as, as far as the legendary franchise goes. I don't know if he stacks yeah. up. I don't know right. if he stacks up, but that's not the question. The question is, they're trying to convince Ray Allen to show up for the ceremony. <laughs> There's been this long-standing beef with Ray Allen versus Paul Pierce, Rondo, and Kevin Garnett. Based on the fact that Ray Allen decided he was going to join the Miami Heat. Is it a sucker or OG move for the championship team to continue to harbor and hold this grudge against Ray Allen for joining your king in the Miami Heat? Yo, man, look, I've never talked family business on this podcast, but we got family business that could go along these lines, and at a certain point, you got to let things go. We all adults, um, you know, we're, we're all adults and, and you recognize people for, for the time that you had with them. Um, so at this point, I think this is sucker move, man. We, 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 we're all too old for that. No jokes. I don't even have any jokes for it. You know what I'm saying? At, again, cause this touches on family business. So we're too old to harbor resentment on things that are so far in the past. We got families, mm. we got lives. You know what I'm saying? We should all want to, we should be happy when we see each other. You know what I'm saying? When the mm. reunion goes down, we should be happy when, when they are acknowledging something that our brother did, um, you know, that I stood next to you when you were doing it. Um, so yeah, for that, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that's not even to call it a sucker move. I think that, yo, we just got to grow up fellas. 
You know what I'm saying? So let's be OGs. Let's look at it from the positive perspective, and let's be OGs, and let's celebrate together. So that's where I stand on that. Mm. Respect. Respect. No doubt. Dante. So what's I was a little confused. So what's this? What's being reported? Like Garnett doesn't want him there, or Ray Allen doesn't want to be there. Doc like, Rivers has to the, work on mending the relationship so that he's there. And the, and the relationship that's fractured is it's amongst the players, right? Correct. Okay, got you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's everything Ron says applicable. You would think, especially after more current events that people are letting shit like that go. You know, you think of Kobe and things like that. Like, let let all that, mm. that shit ain't about nothing, y'all. Y'all, mm. y'all won something before um, at, at a certain point. Uh, honestly, when you was talking about this, I just blacked out and I was thinking about um, Paul Pierce. Like, how do you really feel playing your whole, damn near your whole career in Boston and Kevin Garnett and play what, six years in Boston? He gets, he gets put in the rafters with you? Like, was Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce, was he retired already? Did he get his joint up there already or no? He got it. Yeah. He got it because he got it on the same night that okay. uh, <laughs> Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Thomas is trying to do it together. And Paul said, fuck that. Oh, that's right. That's, right. that's right. That's <laughs> right. That's yeah. right. Good memory. Yeah. Good memory. Oh, yeah. Paul, right. is, uh, Paul is, Paul is big. That night. I don't yeah, think it Paul was about retiring Isaiah Thomas's jersey. It was just like a tribute. It was like a video tribute. It he, wasn't a retirement. Yeah, his tribute, tribute on tribute. his retirement night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, I'm not sharing yeah. nothing. <laughs> and I, I can respect that. And I feel him. Yeah, I can respect that. That was an OG. And that, and that was an OG. That move was OG. By, move. by Paul on that. By um, the truth. But not, I mean, like, I, I, so I, I mean, the sidetracking, but yeah, I think that's a sucker move. Get over that shit. That shit ain't about nothing. For all the reasons Ron said, but I mean, I really would. Well, I would love to hear. But this has been going on for years. Paul's. This has been going on for years. They have not fucked with Ray Allen for years, because Word. I believe they really never respected LeBron James. The OGs of the game, and everybody wants to come at me about my opinion about LeBron. The OGs of the game do not respect LeBron James, and it's a fact. And that has to do with a lot of the Boston players that denied him for years of making it to the play to the championship and to the to the Eastern Conference Championship. They don't respect him. It's the truth. No pun intended. Yeah. And I mean, for you probably, to join that all true. Right. For you to join that, they they didn't respect it. And I mean, I'm personally gonna say it's an OG move. Because I'm sick of the Buddy, buddy, NBA that LeBron James and all his friends have created, and they were the last dance with that. And people can say, "Oh, they had a big three too." The organization created that. They had no decision into creating that. Those were trades made on draft night, and they were in their thirties. They weren't in the prime of their career, and they had a problem with Ray Allen joining. Your king and his super team. I'm stamping an OG. I can I can see where you're coming from. I'm just coming from a different aspect, but I, I see I see your side. Are you yeah. saying it's a sucker move? Is yeah, that what yeah, you're I'm saying? Still, I'm still saying. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still saying that. Uh, 
You know what I'm saying? A shout out to Ryan King King. We all just get along. But yeah, I'm staying with that though. Dante, OG or Sakamoto? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Sakamoto, man. I, I mean, everything you said, I, I can dig it. But you, 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 you celebrating that moment without a key piece for the reason that you are experiencing that moment. It's that's just whack, to me. Okay. But I feel what you're saying. And now we're gonna get I into. Just, I'm more. Yeah, yeah. Go I'm ahead. still shocked that he got. I'm still shocked that Kevin Garnett is being retired as a Celtic. That's yeah. That's a that's, that's a, crazy. That's man. a totally different conversation for sure. Yeah. But I can definitely see why they would have feelings against Ray Allen joining that particular team because they had battles with them keeping. LeBron James out of advancing for many years. Even after um, Ray Allen left, you know, they still had to deal with that. So I can get it. I can it's kind of it. like it's kind of like it's kind of like KD going to Golden State, right? And and Westbrook being pissed about it. I, I get that. Exactly. So you know, now we're gonna exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point. Now we're gonna talk about this. It was gonna lead to more LeBron James talk. For people that want to tune into this, Steph Marbury recently came out. He's uh, promoting his documentary, A Kid from Coney Island, which I do want to see. I just don't know how to see it. I don't know if it's on Amazon or Netflix, but I'm going to catch it one way or another because I do want to see it. But he recently came out about comments about LeBron James um, not being a true Laker saying that if he ever again in his life says he's better than Michael Jordan, he's coming for him. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I'm not too far behind you, Steph. I'm going to keep it real. I'm right there behind you. Sucker OG move by Stephon Marbury with the comments about LeBron James. I sent you all the clips of his comments. Sucker OG move by somebody who is a New York great. Maybe a little off today, but we can respect him for him knowing the game. <laughs> the Sucker OG move by Mr. Stephon Marbury, China legend, New York legend, by trying to put the paws on King James. Your king. Go ahead, take that one, Tuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Look, I'll just say I'm gonna say OG from the standpoint of he, LeBron does have to stop with, the, with these with these weird ways of trying to compare put himself in these Jordan conversations. Like he, that is the one thing about LeBron that definitely bothers me is he always finds a way to promote himself instead of letting other people naturally put him in certain conversations. So in general, I agree with, with, with Marbury, you know, no, you know, on that, like there's no, there's no comparison to, to, to MJ. And for me, there's no comparison to Kobe either. He's three, four, five range, probably three or four range for me. Um, so no, nah, I mean, I, I agree with Marbury on that. So I'm, I'll stamp that OJ. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to, uh... 
I'm going OG, man. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Steph. Talk your shit. You know what I'm saying? He put in his time in the league. He fucking he's a he's a he's a Chinese legend. You know what I'm saying? Chinese legend. So yeah, Steph is able to say whatever he wants to say. I mean, you got fucking people on Twitter that don't shut the fuck up, and they didn't score a point in the NBA. So <laughs> yeah, Steph is allowed to say what he wants to say and shit. You know what I mean? And, and the fact that the fact of the matter is that after fucking uh, after this week, actually as of this week, nobody fucking cares about Steph anyway. So yeah, go ahead, talk your shit, nigga. Who cares? <laughs> this is another unanimous shout out to Starberry. We don't care if you ate Vaseline, nigga. We don't care. Nah, you care might be that. a little bit. We care. We care about it. It was a little. We were confused. We were. We were confused. But we don't care. He was crying about it too. We don't. care. He did it. It was confusing, but we don't care. But we do care about the fact that <laughs> LeBron James thinks that he's the king and you want to check his ass. So we're going to say this OG move. Stephon Marbury yeah. pointed out the fact that LeBron James can't shoot. How can you be the greatest ever and you can't fucking shoot? How can you be the greatest ever when you have a below 70% free throw percentage? These are all facts. People love to say that I'm hating, but what are you talking about? He, he, what does he do well? These are the things that I've stated time and time again. How can you be the greatest ever, ever when nobody can tell me what he does well? Or he passes the ball. Jason Kidd was a great passer. Is he the greatest of all time? Well, no, but I also think it's not fair to say that. To, so, do you, so you don't think that LeBron is in that conversation of the greatest of all time? No, absolutely not. Oh, absolutely wow. not. Well, yeah, I disagree. I disagree with that. Yeah, I disagree with that. Absolutely I mean, I'm not. here for the jokes, but I disagree with that. Right. It makes everybody around him better. Hold on. Oh, okay. I would agree with that. But so did John Stock. John Stockton is he the greatest of all time? Uh, John Stockton made one guy around him better. He made everybody around him better. Is he the greatest of all time? <laughs> yeah. He did not make everybody around him better. Oh, he did his own. You king, Brian, don't you peasants, this, don't, you peasants don't of the king. So you telling me <laughs> we're not gonna, we're not gonna. You, uh, here's what I want to do. Here's, hold on, hold on. Here's what, here's, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. And those that have listened this late into the show, y'all going to enjoy this. Because I want to break down my assessment of the, of LeBron James. Because everybody loves to think that I just hate this guy for no reason. We're going to break well, this do. thing down. We, no, no, we're going to break this thing down. LeBron James was drafted, what was it, 2003 or 2004? Correct, 2003. 2003? Mm-hmm. 2003. Was following him because I'm in Philadelphia at the time at Temple University. He played, um, what's the kid's name, Ramir Rice? Was his name Ramir Rice? Maurice and, um, Rice. Maurice Rice. Maurice Rice. Maurice, Maurice Rice, Rice at, Strawberry um, Mansion. at Strawberry Mansion. And he said, Maurice Rice is the greatest player he ever played against. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, nigga, you're supposed to be the guy. And he's like 
uh, HBCU prospect, and you're saying he's the greatest player you ever played against. That seemed phony to me, but okay, we're going to run with that. And then now we get LeBron in the league. And I'm going to flat out say his first game against the Sacramento Kings, I yes, remember we that. we watched it. And I yep. said, wow, he played better than I thought. Maybe yep. he's really going to be the real deal. Okay. He makes his way through the league, stumbles a few things here and there, but then he's the number one seed in the Eastern Conference a few times. But he stumbles in the playoffs, and everybody wants to say, well, he didn't have any help. And I'm like, well, they won 60-some games, and he was the number one seed, and everybody said they were the favorite, but then they said that he didn't have any help. All right. Okay, I'm going to keep rolling. So then they say, against the Orlando Magic, which we all were expecting, Kobe versus LeBron, which we did not get. He loses to Dwight Howard and the Magic. Dwight Howard, okay, he was better than he is today. But what supporting cast did he have around him? Hito Turkaloo? Put some respect on J- J- Jameer Nelson's name. Well, well, these guys are legends that we have to say that they're carrying the team to the promised land. If you're talking about the greatest of all time, he could clearly get past this team. He didn't. He couldn't get past the Celtics. So time and time again, we see this guy fail. And let me tell you this, against the Magic, I was at a family reunion. Actually, it was one of my cousin's weddings. We was in a hotel and he hit that three against the Magic. And we all went crazy. I was a part of that. I had no beef with LeBron at that time. I was rooting for him to produce. He ended up losing that series. We didn't get the series that we wanted with him and Kobe. Rest in peace. So I'm like, hold up. He can't beat uh, the Magic and, and Dwight Howard. He's constantly getting beat up by the Celtics. Okay, well, why are we con- consistently acting like this guy's the best player in the league? So far, am I wrong for thinking that? So far, am I wrong for thinking that this guy is supposed to be what the media is telling you the best in the league that's going to carry the league, and he's losing to teams with no star power and no supporting cast. And that's the excuse they want to, leave, want to use for him. Am I wrong for that? To question that? Yes or no? No, no further commentary. Yes or no? Am I wrong for thinking that? You're, yes well, or you're no? thinking that because... Yes, yes nigga, yes, nigga. No. Yes or no? I'm yes. I'm wrong for thinking that. Yes. Why? You're wrong for thinking that because of the simple fact that the guy is a player. Whether or not he got over the, uh, early on, f- far along in LeBron's career, he didn't have that killer instinct. Well, when he did he get it? When did he get it, nigga? When did well, he get he it? he got it when he got his... Well, he got it when he got his first championship. Oh, that's ridiculous. Dante, am it's I wrong? Ridiculous. Am I wrong? 
What's your direct question? Am I wrong for being disappointed that the guy that's supposed to take over the league over the next 10 to 20 years could not get past Dwight Howard, could not get past the Boston Celtics, even after a few years of um, their big three getting later into their 30s? Am I wrong for being disappointing in that? No, no, no. I think, I think, I think that's fair. Um, We're talking all pre Miami Heat, all pre pre Miami Heat. Am I disappointed in the fact that the so called king of the league could not get over the hump after winning sixty plus games, after being the number one seed, could not get over the hump? I'm wrong for thinking that because I didn't hate no. that nigga at that time. Yeah. I was rooting for that motherfucker. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think the the, the magic loss was bad. Um, the biggest loss for him was against Dallas. But I, but I you, like you say you haven't gotten to the Heat yet. But yeah, right. I haven't gotten there yet. So he loses to White Howard. He's lost to the to the Celtics multiple times. But the the media and the whole league is telling me he's the guy. Now you can say he didn't have no help, but you're telling me that. The Orlando Magic had a roster that should have beat him. Do you think Michael would have lost with the same supporting cast to that Orlando Magic team? You think Michael would have lost or Kobe would have lost to that same roster? Absolutely not. And then we move to the Miami Heat. Now, he moves to Miami Heat. I was completely disappointed because I'm like, I thought this dude was supposed to be that nigga. So you telling me he got to go somewhere else? Like, niggas ain't trying to join him where he's at? That was the biggest head-scratcher to me. Fuck, that is Cleveland. You a millionaire. You can make as much money as you want to make and make your home wherever you want to make it. Right or wrong. And you're telling me that he has to go somewhere else and join another nigga's team. Then you ain't that nigga, in my opinion. Another disappointment. Not on top of that, the fact that he had to join another elite players in the league and form this super team. Ridiculous. So then you talk about not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. And you only got two. And in all of those championships, Popovich, Popovich said, we're going to leave you open. We're going to let you shoot three-pointers because we know you don't have no skill to beat us as a shooter. Now, Ron, I'm going to ask you this. Was Michael Jordan a great three-point shooter? Say that one more time. Was Michael Jordan a great three-point shooter? No. Absolutely not. Do you know what happened when the Portland Trailblazers tried to do that shit with him? (laughs) I know exactly what happened. (laughs) Tell me what happened. (laughs) I still do it to this day. Shit. It's called, I don't know. (laughs) I give you six of them. I don't know, baby. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's That's, that's a player showing up and, and doing what a... What a, uh, as 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 they say, uh, a prime time player doing prime time things. 
If we ever saw a chick with no neck, we called her Mike Jordan after shooting six threes. That's what, is what we used to call her. Right or wrong? Damn right. If you out here with no neck, we call you Michael Jordan after six threes. Because you Hit put the shrug the on. Shrug. You put the shrug on and you got your hands out. You ain't got no neck. She looking like <laughs> Michael Jordan after six threes. Is what we used to say. So what I'm saying is, they tried that shit with Mike. And what he did was probably work day and night between games and said, I'm going to work on this shot so that they can't use that against me. You think Kobe wouldn't have done the same damn thing? They were 10 feet away from LeBron James against the Spurs where he couldn't hit a shot to save his fucking life. And we're talking about some greatest of all time? Can we cut it the fuck out? Can no. we cut it the fuck out? <laughs> no. No, he's in the conversation, man. He's not in no oh, conversation. Oh, oh, Give me Larry. Give me Larry. He ain't no, no nah, damn conversation. He's top five, though. Wait, 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 wait. We know. Let's let's progress the conversation. Are you saying he's not top five? Top five what? As his, at his position? Where do you have LeBron rank LeBron rank all time? Just so I understand what you're saying. He's not in my top five, no. Does he have ten for you? Probably makes the top ten. Not top five. Because top fives are designated for closers, for killers. I can't depend on no damn LeBron James when it counts. Cut it out. Cut it out. But we can, we can move, we can, we, we can move who's on. Your top, who, who, who's your top five? Who's my top five of all time? Right, I mean, we're going Kareem. If you need more time well, to think no, about no, it. No, 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 no. We can okay. do it. We're going Kareem. We're going Kobe. We're going Michael. And then he's going John Starks and Larry Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> if it was up to me, I yes. Was just them up. If it I was, was up I was to just me, if <laughs> it was up to me, yes. But right. we said we said right, Kareem. No. We said Kareem. <laughs> we said Michael, and we said Kobe. And then I'm going Magic. And I'm going Larry. Those are the guys I can depend on when it fucking counts. I can't count on a 60% free throw shooter. A guy that can't shoot a jump shot. A guy I can leave open for the three. And let me say this. Because people say I'm, I'm a hater and I don't like LeBron James for no reason, whatever. LeBron James is the MVP of this season. Without a doubt. LeBron James has played the best basketball in his career this season. Because maybe they put him in a position to where he is now able to facilitate and, and, and show, showcase his game the best way that it can be. But we're talking about all-time greats and coming through in the clutch and being dependable. An all-time great now, you have to be able to present that. You have to be able to, to come through and show and prove. And in my opinion, LeBron James has never... He's never presented that. Now, when we talk about the championships that he has against the Spurs, if it wasn't for missed free throws and Bosch 
getting that rebound and kicking it out to, to Ray Allen, they don't win that series. Right or wrong. If we're not talking about Kyrie Irving coming down in a clutch, hitting that three-point over Steph Curry, no championship. Right or wrong. It wasn't him. Like, he has a ton of skill, and he is a really good player. But we're talking about the greatest of all time is going to lead the team to the promised land. He's not it. Simple and plain. But we can move on, unless y'all want to still harper on this shit. Nigga, this is been your 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 segment. We ain't been harping on nothing. <laughs> 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 Nigga, this is crazy, yo. <laughs> I just had to get it out because everybody believes that I have some kind of problem with LeBron James for no reason. What I'm trying to detail is I used to fuck with LeBron, and then time after time, piece after piece, I'm like, yo, this nigga ain't it. He ain't in. I don't like, have any issue. Fuck? I, I don't have any I don't have any issue with the with your top five. Um, but based on the names you said though, as far as players that you actually seen play, like really seen play in your lifetime, he's in your top five. Cause you ain't you wasn't around for Kareem. Nigga, please. I'm a historian. I mean you just Do you have to be a Malcolm okay. X historian to know about Malcolm X, nigga? Are we comparing LeBron? All right, you got it. You got it. You got it. No, you got it. You got it. We just watched the documentary. We just watched the documentary. Do we all have to have lived in the 60s to know that we fuck with Malcolm? Yes or no? (laughs) Yes, hey. That William Bradley. I don't want no. I don't want no. Hey, Bradley got it. Bradley got it. For real. You got it, your bad screen. You got it, my nigga. No, no, we're not going to play no games, nigga. Is it it the truth or not? Do we have to be around to know that we fuck with Malcolm X? That's not my point, though. I just said top five players that you've seen in your lifetime, I think he's probably in your list. And you could just say, yeah, that's probably true. We could keep it moving. That's all. It's not true. But you can't say that because you hate that nigga. (laughs) 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 I don't hear We're going to move on to another one of your kings This is Dwayne Wade Next one But we all did stamp Steph as an OG move though So just for the record We stamped Steph Marbury, as crazy as he is, eating Vaseline and all that shit. That was an OG move. So we're going to make sure. Damn, nigga, I forgot that we even talked about Steph on this podcast. That's how long that shit went. Shit. But what we're going to do now, the last one here is Dwayne Wade. And what he did last week, we're going to talk about him and his damn son. A lot of people told us not to talk about his son. We're going to talk about his damn son. Because this shit is ridiculous. Dwayne Wade talked about his son on national television. The one that fucking Sierra Canyon. Oh, I didn't know that's the son we <laughs> were talking about. All right. Yeah, we ain't going to get into the other one. We're not, we're not doing it. All right. Oh, I, almost, I, I almost dropped the car. Okay, we good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. 
was on the text show. I'm like, you? The one that's here in Canyon that looks like his breath stink along with his father. And I have confirmation on the, the stink breath, just for, for the record. Damn, this thing is killing babies out here. All right. <laughs> no, I watched, before we get into this, I watched the Dwayne Wade documentary on ESPN. Um, the nigga Haslam said that when he met Dwayne Wade, he had 13 cavities that had been unattended to. <laughs> so I was right. I was right. If you, <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you go yeah. back. If you go back to the Nipsey Hustle episode, I said they both look like they breath stink. I was right. I was right. This nigga said unattended to. Yeah, oh, shit. Because if you got 13 cavities that you got filled in and you did whatever need to be done, then, you, you know, you're fine. <sighs> this nigga had Damn. 13 cavities that had never been attended to when he got to the heat. And I said... He just looks like a nigga that breath stank. And I was right. Haslam confirmed it. So what we're going to do now is talk about him as a father. There's a lot to be said about him as a father. But we're not going to get into everything. We're going to get into the fact that his son does not play for Sierra King. He said on national television, on NBA TV on TNT on Tuesday nights which is the worst cast ever assembled please get rid of them and bring back Chuck Kenny and and my fucking EJ please bring them back when you can but now yeah, they have we need the core yeah then they got Shaq and 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 D Wade and Candace Parker who I love to death but she shouldn't be a part of that shit because that shit is whack and some other dude that it's kind of fake yeah. ass EJ. We don't know what he's about, but he says on national television that his kid's team is advancing to the state championship and he's not showing up because his kid doesn't play. And he says he doesn't want to do nothing to the coach. So he's not going to show up and support the team. Now, we've all coached youth sports. Ron, you've coached Sonny in baseball. Dante, me and you coached AAU basketball, and we dealt with a lot of different parents. For someone to say that about you on national television Mm -hmm. and to put that propaganda out there about you, is that a sucker OG move by Dwayne Stank Breath Wade? As people that have coached and have dealt with parents that aren't necessarily in tune with reality, um, Dwayne Wade, that's that's terrible. That's downright terrible. Going on a national program and trying to essentially you're you're, you're trying to embarrass a guy that's just trying to do a job, um, or or you know, or almost guilt him into you know playing a kid or, or whatever the take is. That shit is corny. That shit's corny. So that that's a, a total sucker move, not to mention the fact that we can't stand your wife. So that's a sucker move, too. I but didn't, the whole I thing didn't say going, it, but I'm glad you did. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can go back to the to one probably our third episode, and uh, you know, we we told you how we felt about Gabrielle Union, um, you know. But that's a sucker move, man. That shit is corny. That shit is corny. You be quiet, and you don't say anything about it. If you don't want to go, it's your business. But be quiet, man. You know what I'm saying? Be quiet. The coach coach shouldn't have to deal with that shit. Absolutely not. That coach is most likely you and me. You know what I mean? Like, he might get a college job at some point, but for you to call him out on national television and Dante, you're next up, but it's like we dealt with tons of parents trying to manipulate us or uh, come up with some kind of way to get their kid on the court. We didn't see the funniest shit. Um, You got the parents that (laughs) try to... We'll record, we'll record the games, you know, and, and for you so we can show the kids the games during practice. You, you think it's like, oh, that's dope, disingenuous as hell. They right. think, you know, they can get they can get us some more playing time that way. It kind of reminded me of that experience we had. But, no, it's a sucker move, and, and the only thing it actually does, I think Ron was talking about, you know, embarrassing the coach and putting, you know, Giving putting pressure on him. The only thing it really does is embarrass his kid. Exactly. It's embarrassing his son. It embarrasses you know the son, like, and it's and it's a distraction to the team. If I had a parent that had a platform like that that did that, I would be irate. I would be absolutely irate because you signed your kid up for this. Who D Wade should be mad at is himself. Because I looked him up his stats. I looked his stats up, and it was difficult to find his high school stats before he went to Sierra Canyon. But as an AAU player on that Nike team, he averaged seven points a game. All these teams that might have offered Dwayne Wade's son were doing it because he was Dwayne Wade's son. Dwayne Wade's son. Exactly. This kid is not a D1 prospect. But they tried to make him into one. And Dwayne Wade, he wanted to relive some bullshit with you and your bosom buddy, LeBron James, have your kids play together. Mind you, LeBron James' kid is in ninth grade. He's got time to develop and grow. Yours is in 12th grade, a senior in high school, and you decide to change schools in the last year thinking he was going to play on that damn team. When you were praising the coach before the season started and said it doesn't matter who you are, Yep, and that's why you liked him. And that's why you liked him, that you're going to treat every player the same. Mm-hmm. And now you want to come out as the season is coming to an end, your kid does not play, and you want to say you have a problem with the coach so you're not going to show up and support the kids. It's a sucker move. Take you and your stink breath to the dentist and get it together. And please, no more music. Please. And please, no more music. You got the damn thing with Rick Ross. Nobody wants to hear that. What is going on with Dwayne Wade? He had the farewell toy he didn't deserve. He has a documentary on ESPN as if anybody gives a fuck. Only thing we got out of that was Udonis Haslam telling us that his breath actually did stink. And now we got to deal with the fact that he's on fucking TNT on Tuesdays when we don't want to see that nigga at all. Where's Chuck? 
Where's Kenny? Where's EJ? Well, Chuck is self-quarantining right now, so that's where he is. I can speak to that. You've been quarantining for like two weeks. Like, Chuck, what's the results? You got the shit or not? We love you. We want to make sure you're okay. Right. Not to mention, Chuck, I mean, ain't, Chuck, wanna to much to Chuck ain't wanna go to work. <laughs> Love that. And he, and he doesn't have much to do. They closed all the casinos down. So, you know, he's got a lot of downtime. Hey, AI, where are you? That's a fact. That's you, Chuck. That's a fact. <laughs> With Facts all my that. right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a fact. That's true. That's true. But I'm sorry, man. This is the damn Masaka OG move is filled with Miami Heat fucking super team players, and I just lost it. I'm sorry. But are we stamping a soccer OG move for D-Wade in this damn calling out the coach for his son not getting in the damn game? We've all been there. It's a sucker move for me, without a doubt. Period. Period. Yeah, definitely. Unanimous. So, D-Wade, listen up. Go to the dentist. Make sure you're fucking getting all of your flaws and instructions straight. Make sure you're getting the floor ride and everything that you need for that fucking stink-ass mouth of yours. Talking negative about the coaches. <laughs> talking negative about everybody out here. Because you made the wrong decision for your kid. Don't blame it on the fucking coaches. Fucking D-Wade out here talking shit. Double entendre. Don't even ask me how. <laughs> Talking <laughs> shit, exactly. Mm. Cover your mouth, nigga. No coronavirus. coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this shit all night, nigga. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we went long on a lot of things tonight. We're gonna wrap it up. We all stamping that a sucker move for for D Way. We went long on a lot of things, but we got another 10, 15 minutes or so to talk about what happened with Jimmy Butler on the J.J. Reddick podcast. So we're not going to go fully Mm -hmm. into the Sixers and what they've done since the All-Star break, but we're going to break down this Jimmy Butler commentary on the Reddick podcast. Interesting stuff that we learned from Jimmy Butler, where he talked about newly joining the team, and he's going into the film room, and nobody's saying nothing. Nobody is communicating. Nobody's pointing anything out. And what I've learned from the um, film room in the NBA is a lot of times the coaches will try to protect the superstar and, and call out a player that is a role player that maybe shouldn't be called out. Or I think Matt, but, um, Matt Barnes has recently stated this with dealing with Doc Rivers. And he had a big dispute with Doc Rivers over watching film when a lot of the mistakes that were made were not his fault, but he was calling him out. And he had a huge dispute with Doc over that. That's fine, honestly, to me. Like, it's like, all right, let's have a conversation. We had we had a discussion in this room, and you decided to call me out when the stars of the team had so many flaws and mistakes that were made, and you didn't say nothing. Let's have that conversation. According to Jimmy Butler, there was just nothing but clicks. Nobody said nothing a month into him joining the team with the Sixers last season. 
Now, we've all said that Brett Brown is probably not the best coach. This is all speculation. We don't know. But we assume that he's just not a good coach. From the things we've seen in the playoffs, him being outcoached, um, game time decisions, him coming up short. Jimmy Butler kind of confirmed all of the things that we speculated in the things that we thought when it came to Brett Brown. What were your thoughts? You guys saw the clip. What were your thoughts when you saw that clip about Brett Brown and his staff in the film room, leadership speculations? Was that out of bounds by Jimmy for, for coming out about that? Or was that was that something that we needed to know? Um, I think Jimmy was on par with giving us that. Um, I think that what he told us is probably something that we all sort of speculated on on you know, on some accord. Um, we do know that, you know, there was a big issue after that, uh, the Portland game out there, you know, the, the media reports of the big blow up between him and Brett. Um, so I think that, you know, I think Jimmy's sitting there having a conversation with his friends. And honestly, I don't think he said anything that was out of bounds. You know, I think he just kind of, I mean, for, for what it's worth, it's almost like he was giving us a, a, a backdrop, like a, like a hard knocks episode kind of telling us what was going on. The only mm. thing was we didn't have we didn't have film to back it up. Uh but no, I, I think that, that was I think it was great. I think it was entertaining. And I think actually that's what it's, it's so crazy that Jimmy was here at that point, I think he said what, a, a couple weeks, maybe a month at that point. Right. And that already punched his ticket out of town. I think that solidified it right there. You know, he's like, oh, all right, yeah, there's it's a lot of disarray going on in, in this building, and I don't want any parts of it, especially as it relates to to Ben Simmons. So, mm. yeah, no, nah, I, was, I was thoroughly entertained with it, and I think that he just confirmed a lot of the thoughts that we as fans and the people on the, uh, the media on the radio that they talk about on a, on a daily basis. It was and some we're other, still going it through was, now. Yeah, it was some other interesting points that were made, but Dante, what were, you, what were your take on what you saw on the service? Yeah, I think, man, at first, and it took me a minute to watch it when you sent it, because I'm like, I don't even want to hear this shit here in Miami. Like, move on, right? Like, I was being mm-hmm. a fan, but I'm like, but then I'm like, let me actually listen to this shit, because I know, like, Brett Brown has, has flaws, and I'm this Horford thing is a big flaw, like we're seeing. Um, mm. But you know, when I listen, when I when I listen to him, so Jimmy didn't sound resentful or anything. He just sounded objective, all. and and it was interesting to hear him just give his point of view. And you know, JJ Reddick kind of co-signed a lot of what he said without really acknowledging it all. He was very political. which is interesting. Like, which is interesting. Coach. Which is interesting in itself. But go ahead. Agreed. Agreed. I was like, what's that really about? But I guess he was he was less willing to speak up about the coach. But at the same time, JJ was here and he made a lot of money in the three or four years he was in Philly, right? So I guess he don't want to ruin relationships. But everything that he said, I kept thinking, like, who the fuck is he talking about? Like, who, what player is Brett Brown? Is it just he doesn't know X's and O's? Or is he trying to protect 
a player. And then the one thing that Jimmy said I kept thinking about was how him and I guess he said it was TJ McConnell, but I'm sure it was a few others. They really, they really had issues with the offense flowing through Ben. And then he said, but you know, then they switched it up in the playoffs and then he could, he could understand why Ben had an issue with them switching it up. But but y'all remember, we recognize that, but y'all remember, we recognize that. And they were playing we well. We talked about that. And we and they we were playing about well. That all the time. We talked about it all the right. time. But last year, when it right. when we saw that that change happen, we recognized it and we saw that it changed. And we gave Brett credit. We said we haven't seen him make adjustments like this previously. He made an adjustment and it's working. Right. We yep. applauded that. We applauded that. We did, and the only thing I took from that too is, for whatever reason, this Brett Brown, Ben Simmons combo is just not good long term for the team because it's clearly he's trying to even make because Ben Simmons should not be on the ball. He should not be on the fucking ball. Right. Simple as that. Right. And and even on a a smaller point, um, I, I know you're trying to get your point on this too, but. I don't know how closely y'all watched them more recently, but when Ben's been out, like they're not they're not bad to watch right now without Wood and he was hurt. But it seems like offensively, there's more ball movement in the half court yeah, with him out. Even bad. with like Shake, even with Shake running the offense or whoever else they got, Alec Burks, whoever they got running it, it's like it's more fluid. It looks more natural with different people running the offense outside of Ben. Everything with Ben is transition baskets, half court. That's all they can do. What can you guard. do? What what can you do with a point guard that that can't that won't shoot? Not even can't shoot. Eric that Snow won't shoot. Eric Snow couldn't shoot, but he would. We're talking about a point guard that won't shoot. Right. It's playing four on five. What can you do with a point guard that will not shoot at all? In no way, shape, or form. Nobody to play the pick and roll with because they know he won't shoot. So you can't do a pick and pop. No pick and pop. You just Defend the role the whole time. So you can't you can't do anything with that. How can you not recognize that as a basketball mind? Like I, I just don't understand how now let's think about how Brett Brown got the job. Nobody wanted the job at the time because they knew the Sixers were trying to tank. So they pulled a guy from the Popovich tree that from what we we don't know whether or not he was highly touted or not, I would have to think that he wasn't. Nobody was really trying to accept that job to tank. Mm-hmm. So we brought him on board to take care of those years, which he did. And how you don't recognize that he is not the guy to take you to the promised land over the hump to contend for a championship is beyond me. How do you think that this guy that you brought on to lead a team through the the down times which you knew you were tanking to lose games could also win you a championship? He is not it. We he, all know that. And I think and I think he's benefited from circumstance. Like he's benefited from all the turnover with the general manager position. I think you got weak ownership that aren't really totally in tune with like 
the basketball and the performance of it. I think there's other motivations with profits and right. with the Sixers. Like, he's never really been truly held accountable for his performance with the roster that they had high expectations for, probably until until now. And I think last year in the playoffs, they went seven games to Toronto, and then Toronto went on to win it, right? And they lost that final shot with Kawhi. I think that bought him another year. Um, and he's just been lucky, man. I think this is probably – this has to be it, though. This has to be it. And for me, it isn't because we were supposed to talk about Spike Lee and his fandom. For me and my fandom, if he's the coach next year, I would no longer talk about the Sixers. I would no longer support the Sixers until he's gone. Because clearly, if the ownership is not trying to win if you keep him in place. Like Spike Lee, you know, you can say what you want about him, but he's been a fan before Dolan. He's been a fan, and it brings him back to his childhood and his memories, and he wants to maintain his fandom. And y'all like to talk a lot about how I don't like players and shit like that. Okay, maybe I don't. Maybe I do not. I'm a fan of the team. These niggas are temporary. It's no different than you tell a cop, I pay your salary. If I'm a fan of the team, that's my team more than it is theirs. Nigga, I pay your salary. And I don't give a fuck who's on the damn team. As long as you're helping us win. Yeah, you have a connection with certain players. But I'm not a fan of no damn players. That's for women and children. I'm a fan of my team. It is what it is. Clearly, y'all have nothing to say about that. Are y'all niggas still on or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it went and it, it went it went out a little bit on my on my end, but I, I I hear you. Well we gonna wrap this thing up, but how do we shape this thing with, with Brett Brown and the Sixers? What do you what is what are your stance? My stance is I'm not gonna subscribe as a fan next year. Brett Brown is the coach. I'm gonna start a petition uh-huh. actually to get his ass removed. What 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 is uh, I think if you probably if you probably Google that petition, it's out there. Uh, it, there is that. one out there, but I felt a little funny about subscribing to it. it. Looked like it was like trying to get my information, so I wasn't sure about subscribing to that. But what is your stance if Brett Brown is the coach of the Seventy Sixers next year? Are you still supporting? And and what's the stance? So my stance is I'm still I'm I'm definitely still going to support. Um, always going to be a fan, um, you know, always want my team to do well. Um, I just think that it makes it harder. You know, I think it makes it harder. If if he doesn't change uh, quite a few things, then we'll, we'll continue to be, um, or we can only hope to be runners up. Uh, at this point, we're not even, we're not even getting close to the altar. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll still support, but I think big changes definitely are in order. 
Yeah, I would say, um, you know, I'm still going to be a fan of the team. Um, but the NBA is interesting, you know what I mean? It, I, I follow certain slayers more than teams. The Sixers, I like Embiid. I've been on the record, I like Embiid. So I, I, as long as he's in the Sixers, I'm rocking with him. But as far as the Sixers as an organization, we talked a lot about Brett Brown. We got a GM that hasn't shown us he knows what he's doing either. And I think there's probably more things that need to be done beyond just the coaching. I mean, they got a big contract for Al Horford, and clearly this coach doesn't know how to utilize them, or there's an issue of player evaluation, so it might be both. So I'm not all that confident that Elton Brand's capable of hiring the right coach neither. Well, he's got a lot of issues, man. I agree. They got a lot, they got a lot of issues deep. It's, 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 it, it, to me connects back to ownership too. Um, you know, Ellen Brand was like the G League GM and then overnight, because of circumstances, became the Sixers GM. We don't talk about that enough as well. You know what I mean? It just they got in a panic and just gave him the job. And right. I don't know, man. That's true. It looks like That's true. It looks like looks like they might have they might have fumbled the process, which is a longer long-term investment for fans to kind of buy into and, so to see it and the problem with that is brett brown was the one that co-signed him to get the job so there's that sort of is an issue. issue in between the two because how can you fire the guy that promoted you to get the job and that's something that the six have to deal with as well i'm all the way with and that's you where you and I don't think Brett Brown yeah. needs to continue to on as the Sixers coach, but there's a lot of things that are deeper than this, what we see on the surface of how this thing is going to play out. I can see the way that they run their organization now, too. This whole, like, temporary or if it's a permanent suspension of the season, I could see a scenario where this shit could buy him more time, which is annoying. It's just they don't. That would be disgusting. They don't. They don't. They don't make moves. That would be disgusting. And I would not support the Sixers as Brett Brown being the coach going forward. How do you have a film room where you are not describing and calling out what's going on on the tape to the team? How are you as JJ Redick, who has been? in many of film rooms, coached by Coach K, able to say that this is okay. Monty Williams, who is a highly respected assistant coach in the league, some regarded as one of the next up as a coach in the league. I know he dealt with the passing of his wife, and we, we want to respect that, but how are all these people around Brett Brown Jim O'Brien, different people that have been coaches in the league are able to go in that room and nobody calling out anybody or pointing out what's going on on the floor. You're just clicking a button. Like, that is the most frustrating thing that I have ever heard. And that shit is driving me crazy even right now. You're telling me that you're going through film, you're watching tape, on games and nobody is speaking throughout the process. And I'm not even going to, and I had a conversation with Jason and, and coach buzz about this shit. And I'm like, how is this possible? And I was 
going in on Simmons and Embiid, how are they going to be leaders to, to allow this? But Brett Brown is the only coach that they've known. They don't know anything other than that in the NBA. Now, Ben Simmons is coming from high school. You can say he was a year in LSU, but you know, pretty much his coaches came from high school. How is it that we are going to hold them accountable as leaders when they haven't had the veteran leadership around them and they haven't had the coaching around them to tell them otherwise? This shit is ridiculous. But somebody like J.J. Reddick, who was on that podcast, it's his podcast with Jimmy Butler. How is he not able to recognize this is not how this session is supposed to go? And that's where Jimmy Butler was trying to almost go to him for. Like, why would I go back in there? Why would I go back in the film room when we didn't fucking discuss anything to correct anything? Mm-hmm. How is this possible in the National Basketball Association? How is this possible? Dante, when we recorded games and we went through that with the players, did we not sit there and stop and fucking show shit and fucking discuss what was going on? We're talking about fifth, sixth graders. And we're not doing that in the NBA? It's nuts. It's nuts. And if you're a GM of the team and you know they saw that clip and you're a former player, how don't you move on that? Or, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's just wild. It's wild. I, I, that's, that's what I don't understand. If you're Monty Williams, Jim O'Brien, the guys around that situation, if you're Elton Brand, who has been an NBA player in multiple locker rooms, and you know that's now how that's not how it's supposed to go. How do you move forward saying that that is okay? How? It's disgusting. And I'm happy that Jimmy Butler called it out. And people can say what they want to say about Jimmy Butler. I'm happy he called it out. And I'm disappointed in the players like J.J. Redding. That is a veteran on the team that should have been able to step up and say, this is not how it's supposed to go. What are we doing here? It's disappointing. Yep. And you saw JJ, he, he made the, the best money he's made in his career came from Philly. So he let it rock. So he let it rock. So he let it rock. Don't fuck up the money. And that's disgusting. That's what happened. And anybody with a J.J. Reddick jersey should burn it today. Because that's disgusting. That's all he cared about. Clearly. And I fucked with with J.J. But clearly, he was going to keep his mouth shut as long as he was getting his check. You know, you burn burn that jersey next to... uh... Sacramento Kings Jason Williams jersey that Ryan was talking about. That's nasty too. That's his. <laughs> that's his jersey. <laughs> Not mine. 
Yeah, yeah, I know it was Ron who said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ron said it. That's his jersey. That ain't my jersey. You got to relax. But I'm hungry as a motherfucker. I'm about to go to Arby's to get me the fucking fish sandwich because I'm hungry as a motherfucker. So <laughs> either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the huddle. We'll Amen. see y'all next time. All right. Peace.